0: wild with Christine, sex, success, and other slippery rabbit holes. Welcome to episode 69, <laughs> and everyone's wanting to be on this one, and Jave, you got number 69.
1: Yes, the universe loves me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're here with Jave DeBay, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, and then we'll do the thing that we always do. So you are the Millennial Honest Sexpert? Is that what you call <laughs> yourself?
1: Um. Yeah, I call myself the Millennial Sexpert. Um, yeah, I uh, started a YouTube channel because, originally it started because I worked at a talent agency in the digital department, yeah. and I was like, I should know how like this works since we work with digital clients. And then I was like, well, what am I supposed to talk about? And everybody's like, well, you really love talking about sex. And I was like, you're not wrong. So that's kind of how the YouTube channel started. Um, But I'm in grad school right now for my master's of sex education. Um, But like getting to to be in the world of sex, like sex for me has always been like an easy conversation. and I think it like weirds people out because they're always like, why is that the first thing you want to talk about? I'm like, why is that not the first thing you want to talk
0: I, about? <laughs> dude, I, I feel you so uh-huh. much. Anyone who goes into a conversation with me or walks by, they're like, oh, we're talking about sex. Shocking. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I'm like, life. yes, we are because you need to be more comfortable with the fact that we're talking about sex. Like, you shouldn't like run away from a conversation. So she goes, like, i'm not getting into the nitty-gritty yet like i wait till like we're like six shots deep before i really talk about somebody shoving a fist up your asshole but like <laughs> we can have like the simpler stuff in a sober state but so many people are just like eh, and i'm like nah bro we're doing it yeah <laughs> um,
0: absolutely oh my god it's so funny
1: <laughs> I've and so, so like with the youtube channel i was like all right i want to like be taken seriously because as a black woman, you know, sometimes people are like, you don't really know what you're talking about. So I'm the queen of like, no, I'm going to have that expensive ass piece of paper to back me up. Yeah. So I decided to look for a program and I found Wagner University and I was like, oh wait, like, okay. This is real. Like, this is legitimately what I want to do, and there's a degree for it. A master's degree, I'm going to do it, because then you can't say squat to me. So here I am just getting an expensive piece of paper so no one can come for me and how smart I am about sex or how good I am at it.
0: (laughs) Fuck yeah. Um, I freaking love this. I love it because you're also another person that comes from that epic Instagram group that... We started to talk about sex um, with more people. So, um, and I'm really excited because everyone's like, oh, it's tough when you have, like, a podcast that you run once a week because you have to find people once a week that want to talk. And everyone's like, diversity and voices. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not forcing people to talk. Like, I'm just... I'm I'm only a human within my own physical realm that knows so many people or I can reach out to so many strangers that want to talk to me. So I'm like actually so excited because it's just I, like at the very beginning of the press, it was like a lot of white dudes, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't, I can't do this." <laughs> <was> just like <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> so now I'm like, finally, we are getting there. It's like basically been only women <laughs> or femmes anyway for like. I don't know 40 episodes but yes we're finally getting into the whole like legitimate expert voice thing and battling that shit but let's backtrack so
1: you're in Philly right now at university but are you from Philly no so I'm originally from DC I was born there Um, I went to like grade school and everything in Maryland and then I went to college in Virginia Um, And then when I graduated from James Madison University, I immediately moved to Los Angeles because I was like, I wanna work in entertainment. So I literally like graduated, spent like three days back home. And one of those days was solely just to see Beyonce. And then I Uh moved to LA. I drove cross country with my mom and I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. not with much of a plan. I'm I I was like, this is what I want. I'm gonna do it. I'm that kind of kid. Where I'm just like, this is what I want. I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah. Um. And so I moved. And like, luckily, I had like amazing friends who like let me crash with them while I got settled and like looked for a job. Um. And so I had a lot of stuff me great for me that way. But no. So I was in LA, and like LA is now like LA is home. Like I love LA. Like I would honestly say I'm a, I'm a Cali girl. Like I was made for that city, which is so hilarious. <laughs> I loved every minute in LA and like love- moving to Philly has just been like real rough because it's nothing like LA. No, um, <laughs> I've, I've been to Philly. It is not like LA. <laughs> not at all, but it is still a great city, Um, which is why I was like, happy to settle here. Because I was just gonna go and like work in entertainment in New York and then just like come down to Philly for class. Um, And then I spent a day in New York and I was like, oh wait, no, this is not it. I don't like New York City at Oh.
0: controversial opinion, but go on. Very
1: <laughs> Shocking
0: for someone who loves L.A.
1: <laughs> I know. Everybody was like, oh, my God, you're going to love it. And I got there and I was like, I don't like any of this like at all.
0: <laughs> but are you it's like how long did you stay in L.A. For, first of all,
1: three years, three
0: years. And, and and you worked in entertainment for those three years.
1: Yeah, started a talent agency and then I moved over to Production, um, and then I was working on set of production, and then I moved back into like a production company, like in the office. That's... um I like hit every part of it before going. I just,
0: I just got confirmation yesterday that I've just been upgraded to assistant
1: director. <laughs> Look at you! Congrats! Thanks.
0: Yeah, I've been doing on set production for a while, and so yesterday was just like the best day ever. After, like, an 80-hour week, I was just like, kill me now. That is amazing. Yes. Thank you. I'm stoked. Anyway, small parentheses. Know the entertainment industry quite well. <laughs> it's a horrible place to be, but we are all the weirdos who love it, so mm-hmm. not going to shit on it. Just a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Um, <laughs> so how do you go from, like, production to being like, I'm going to get a a master's like that's a fucking huge leap to go from because I did my undergrad loved university anyone who asked me I'm like I would study forever if somebody paid me it is my favorite thing to indulge in my own brain and have people (laughs) like be like yes say things and we will read them like what (laughs) this is a thing but it's logistically super hard
1: um I didn't again just up and did it no plan and like right now I'm in the midst of dealing with that which sucks because um, one moving cross country again, you kind of like moving cross country, you need a plan, but I'm somehow the queen of being like, I don't need a plan. I got this. <laughs> um, and so we're in the midst of like trying to figure it out because paying for grad school itself is like Insane. unreal. Yeah. Um, and then you get all the other things on top of that, like paying for somewhere to live, paying for textbooks. So currently we're trying to figure it out. Um yeah, Yeah, I don't have an answer. I'm just in it, and we're just going one day at a time. <laughs> I think we're going to put your Venmo in the description. <laughs> I think mo- that we should, because I am taking donations, as I've been applying to jobs for months and currently have nada, and we don't know how I'm buying my textbooks for this class. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, D- Venmo in the description, guys. Just go for it. Knock <laughs> your socks off, um, because we need this. Yes. Um, <laughs> and... How are you liking it? I mean, it's been a week.
1: Um, so no, it's been a month. Fuck, it's um, been a
0: month and we've been trying to record this.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, it's I I truly enjoy it so much. Um, it's one, it's really great to be in a room of people that like want to know the same stuff as you and like on the same like path, like in the work yeah. that they want to do. It's so exhilarating to like be in a room with other people that want to talk about sex instead of like being like the only person in a room that wants to talk about sex. Um, but also, it's just like great. Cause like, when, like our sex education that we get within the school systems is like very much like not there. Um, and w- walking into adulthood, like it's the conversation stops and you don't learn more, but like learning about your body and your sexuality and the world around you in regards to human sexuality is a ongoing conversation. And so it's just like really nice to like, be in a space where I'm like continuously learning especially in regards to like the LGBTQ community and things of that nature where there's like not no education on it really and so it's like it's just like a good space to actually like get that foundation and then build upon it.
0: Yeah do you feel like it's changing your mind in a lot of things like as I know every time like a podcast goes on or every time I learn something new I'm like holy shit I think like I said so many wrong things and like some of the shit I recorded before
1: um <laughs> it's changing my opinions but not like in a drastic way of yeah. like oh I hadn't like thought of that before like a lot of it's just because like in the spaces that I've worked and the people I've worked with I've kind of been learning from the get-go and like being a part of the LGBTQ community like, I've kind of just, it's like things that like I've kind of already like known or interacted with. Yeah. Um, but it's just like better to know how to further discuss it in like the smart way of sounding, I guess, is the way of saying it. Like I don't sound like a complete like idiot or like a-
0: The like academic like, way, terrible. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what do you wanna do once you get it? Cause, cause you're gonna get it, but like-
1: <laughs> So the plan is like the immediate plan is like Continuously building up my YouTube channel because I want to create free, comprehensive, inclusive sex education for the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, because the problem with so much of sex education is people don't have access to it. Yeah. What they have access to is like one sided or like very heteronormative or like very penile centered. So I want to create sex education that literally hits everything under the sun. Um, that anybody can get to, so anybody can learn. So it's not just stuck to people that are in school yeah. and things of that nature. And then once I once that's done, I guess, I want to, um, I'm, after I graduate, I plan on like, taking a gap year. And then I want to go back to get my PhD to become an actual sex therapist. But we're gonna see how a master's goes first because Right now this is already kicking my ass and like we're only going into month 2 and I'm like trying to find enough energy to stay awake to read 100 pages every week. <laughs> um yeah. so we'll see how a master's goes but I think it'll go well and then if that's the case I'm going to go and I'm going to get a PhD and then I'm going to become a sex therapist with a focus on being a sex therapist that is open for sex workers because Mm -hmm. a lot of sex therapists still aren't on that wave and that's fucked up that is so
0: fucked up
1: so fucked up and i'm like no like i'm here for our sex workers because first of all it is the first industry ever created like yes stop it also it is the best industry out there like it's like, we just need to stop acting like sex therapy isn't like... I mean, sex work isn't good. Like, sex work is good. No,
0: and this is a this is a thing that bugs me every time. I'm like, sex work still exists because the demand still fucking exists. Are we going to stop right? being like there's people that are shoving sex work down our throats? It's like, no, no, no. People need sex workers. Therefore, there are sex workers. Like, yes. there's... I, where, when did we forget this other part? Like, uh, ugh... <laughs> It, it infuriates me.
1: Yeah. So my focus would be on working with actual sex workers as a sex therapist because sex work is legitimately some of the most emotional, like and heavy work out there. Like you take on people's problems in like this intimate sexual manner, and then what do you got? You just gotta. You have it. You there's not. There's nowhere for you to go and dump it. So I want to be that place where people can come and like actually jump these things and unload them off themselves because you shouldn't have to carry around the weight of some grubby old 50 year old man who who himself refuses to
0: go to therapy yes <laughs> yeah no absolutely and i think that's like a huge because com- we're i think like as soon as you get into being vocal publicly about these topics you enter this little beautiful eco chamber of people who agree with you Mm -hmm. case in point Um, but it's I think more broadly and more mainstreamly the conversation is finally starting to happen around sex work as work and like your feminism needs to include all people who identify as women and all people in general who support feminism and sex workers and anyone else in between who wants to join Um, but it's still like so fucking far from where it needs
1: to go Extremely far. And that, it's very frustrating.
0: It is really frustrating. And I think it was interesting. Last uh the episode that just came out, um, the episode before you, sixty-eight, um, I talked to a Jewish mom sex inventor. And <laughs> even she was like, I couldn't necessarily there were challenges in me being a sex toy inventor being a like put in the same box as sex workers, and that's fucked up. And I was like, yes, because first of all, there was a box, second of all, we're afraid of being in the box, and third, what the fuck? (laughs) There's just like, (laughs) no, no to all of this. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's so fucking fucked up. I don't don't know where I was going with this. I was just mad. (laughs) And I wanna change it. That's amazing. How, so as someone, as you described yourself as like someone who always was the friend in the group that talked about sex, when did it start? When's the first time you remember being that girl?
1: Um, probably in elementary school when me and my younger brother found my dad's porn. And then, of course, being a young child, you just like run off and tell everybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, just like continued on, especially because I was like, I want to like, you get curious. So like, yeah I started like experiencing sexual activity and then I'm like oh Um, but it's actually funny because I was the one that talked about it for such a long time but I actually didn't like have my first like sexual debut until my sophomore year of college so like for all this time like I'd be the queen of like talking about it but I like wasn't engaging in like full on penetrative sex (laughs) Um, and then like after once I've actually like had my sexual debut that's when it all changed and like it was like oh this is all this girl can talk about now and i'm like yeah man you can do this thing that's fun for you and somebody else if you do it right <laughs> what I know. and so like that was like really what it was when i started talking about it because i was like um no it is literally not just for them to enjoy it's for everybody because when you start having sex with um men or penis owners it's like very much the way we as women and vulva owners and fems are taught is that we are there for the pleasure of a man. So you like don't think that you can get something out of this experience, especially like for me, when I first started um, engaging in sexual activity, um, no one was like performing oral on me.
0: No, so you just didn't like- And I not think anything
1: of it this because- is
0: Okay, but whatever. I don't see
1: the- It's fine, but I'm enjoying a lot of the other stuff more <laughs> than it is. <laughs> and so like it was like then I like started realizing I was like wait this gonna be so much more fun for me especially if I'm vocal about what I want and so I was like no what are y'all asking for in the bedroom because you need to be asking for what you want and they were like that's okay calm down calm down I was like no I'm for real seriously if you want him to go down there and eat the cookie tell him to eat the cookie and then if you don't kick his ass out (laughs) Um, so after actually having sex Uh, I was very much like, oh, no, we need to flip the script because this can be fun for everybody involved, not just the person with the penis. So what's the
0: what's the most surprising conversation you've had with like a stranger or someone you didn't expect to go into depth with?
1: Um, Usually it turns out to be like Lyft or Uber drivers. And it's usually like when I have like um, female presenting Lyft or Uber drivers that are always like, oh my goodness, this is this is everything we need. Because they're always like, oh my gosh, I've been so afraid to have these conversations. And so they like, just like want to get into it. I'm like, oh my God, yes, girl, we got a 30 minute drive. Let's go. Um, that's always my thing, right? Because it's a stranger that ordinarily you wouldn't come in contact with and usually like people are with like-minded people so they aren't probably in friend groups that they have these conversations so I'm like it's like just a great opportunity for me as somebody that's very vocal but not like able to talk to every single person yeah to get out there and have a conversation that makes people feel a little bit more comfortable in the choices they're making around their sexuality and sex so like that's always my favorite
0: I love that that is it's so true like or like airports I've always liked strangers in airports or airplanes like I'm just like Oh, like, but this is, I think this is also where this freaking podcast started. It's like me just randomly meeting people and will be like, what do you do? And they'll be like, something random. And I'll be like, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. It's like, because of the book that I wrote, everyone's like, oh, it has a lot of sexual content in it. And it's like, yes. Do you want? Do you yeah. have some questions? And they're like, <laughs> yes. And you're like. Go ahead. I wrote a book that is public on a shelf. I'm not worried about talking about the things in the fucking book that I decided to make public. So go ahead. And it's just, yeah, I think it's so interesting when you step outside of your own eco chamber to have those talks or like people's parents or like people's cousins or like, I don't know, just the randomest things where people at work, which is not appropriate, but (laughs) Um, I'll, I'll just, it astounds me sometimes how when you get it, it seems obvious. But the way to is like, it's a freaking mountain. It really is.
1: <laughs> it's the climb, as Miley Cyrus said.
0: <laughs> I like that we're quoting,
1: quoting Miley Cyrus.
0: <laughs> you know? You gotta get your, your knowledge where you get it. You um, do. Do you think that... I mean, you kind of touched on the fact that as a woman of color, it's harder to claim leg- legitimacy when speaking to certain people. Um, are you targeting other women of color as your target audience in some of your work? Or because I'm only asking because the last couple of people have been um, coincidentally only speaking to their demographics. So like I had a um, a guest on that left the... Um, the church and is only talking to people who are leaving the church or vice versa. Maureen who is most likely to be more in touch with the Jewish community and such and such. Do you find that for you that's important or is it sort of secondary?
1: Um, For me, it's like talking to everyone, but I definitely love having more conversations around sexuality and sex within the African-American community, just because within the African-American community, it's a lot less like, just like especially because so much of the African American community is like based in religion, um and a lot of it, like if you read the Bible, it is about um servitude and like serving your husband and things of that nature. So I feel that a lot of that trickles into sexuality, um especially in regards to like women like serving men, so for me, it's a lot of like being like having those conversations around like that's that shouldn't be the way you frame sex in your relationships as a black person, mm-hmm. but also um just like talking about like black people like owning their sexuality just because from like ages ago in history like black people black women have been sexualized from the get-go and so just like taking it and like making like basically reclaiming the sexuality of black women so that way we can feel confident and proud about the fact that we're sexual beings without being sexualized by others was yeah, um, like a big for thing for me because sure. like me like so many people like have sexualized me for the majority of my life and like yes I am a very sexual being but it's like very frustrating when like that's that I didn't wake up every morning to be like a sexual object for you so like being able to like help people understand that like if you want to be sexual do that for you don't feel the need to do it for someone else um it's very much important to me but it's not the forefront um the forefront is equalizing the playing field in regards to sexuality for everyone because once we get all get on the same page about it like things will really change because honestly at the root of it um sexuality is at the base of everything like sexism has to do with like but are the sexuality, like man versus woman, things of that nature, um, and then like sexuality is like the basis of all intersectional work. Like, it's just there, and once you like understand that and like work with it, then that's when things are actually going to be made better. Um, so for me, right now, it's like a basis, like getting everyone to be on the same page about it, rather than like focusing on one group because it's not going to impact all the other groups if only one group is hearing this information.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think, yeah, like you like you're saying, it it is the l- common denominator. That's where we come from. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how we make others. <laughs> and that is also the only fucking fun thing that we get as adults. Like everything else <laughs> has a price. This is our playtime. Yes. With no price. This is it. Like it's not like food or drugs or alcohol or all these things that have like a huge like counterpart if you have too much or too little this is like have as much as you want as much as you want it's Seriously? all good like probably even better <laughs> but i think it's yeah it's interesting how people just use it as a as a separator as opposed to as a unifier because as far as i know like even asexual people are have a sexuality so yeah. It doesn't get more common denominator than that.
1: Yeah.
0: I honestly can't think of anything else that we all have in common.
1: Besides that we breathe. Besides that we breathe. And we are made of 70% water.
0: Yeah, but that's again not things that you can choose not to.
1: Control. No. <laughs> it's like a baseline that, um,
0: yeah, I mean, there's no, no real conversation around that. <laughs> um. What about your YouTube channel? How do you st- Like, what's your plan with it? Because I find it so hard coming up with like topics and guests and this world of like pushing content down people's throats. Like, what's your yeah. stance on it?
1: So, um, actually, so right now we're in a weird transitional phase because I moved, so I'm like trying to get back into making more content. Um, but so, um. I just, I try and plan out based off of, like, major, like, holidays, especially within, like, the LGBTQ community or, like, sexual holidays. Like, if there's something coming up, like, how is um, Bisexual Visibility Week? Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to do a post on what it means to be bisexual. And I'm really mad at myself that I didn't because as a bisexual, like, that was, like, my time to, like, use my voice and my I platform and, mean. like, spread some knowledge. And I was just, like, I was in such a, like, wreck of a... Like, I was like, I can't make a video right now. Oh my god, I
0: cannot believe you're saying those words, because it's the same. It was, like, the week where I knew I could potentially get the AD thing, and I was, like, hustling like a crazy person, and I didn't even repost something to my... Like, nothing. I was just I know,
1: I was like, oh my goodness, you were the worst bisexual in the world. I was like, no, (laughs) no, you're not going to beat yourself up about this. You were trying to get it together so that you can succeed further down the line it'll come back next year and next year i will do it bigger and better and it'll be amazing and in my <laughs> head as a bisexual i was like i am vocal enough i am visible <laughs> like you don't mean this
0: weird ass fucking day to like i am here all day every day so <laughs> just if you yeah. want to talk about it bring it up any day anytime i will talk about it
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so um for me it's just like checking looking at those dates and then Picking a top, like, if there's a topic within that, then I'm like, okay, I can talk about this and planning out the video there. And I try and, like, batch shoot them so that way, like, I have a whole month's worth and then I can actually, like, be on top of it to get them out. Yeah. So get back on that because... I'm settled. I unpacked my suitcase. I have no excuse anymore. (laughs) I feel you. Um, But so it's really just like paying attention to what's going on. And then especially like when I'm just like, if there's something I'm like, no, this thing, I need to just talk about this right now because this has been on my mind. And that's usually what the topic is. Um, But for me, it's like trying to plan out as far in advance as possible because it makes it easier to like get it all done. So I'm just like a queen of like looking ahead in the calendar, being like, okay, what's coming up? that is really important like i don't like missing like really big things that are like um that i'm big on like anything around like stis yeah it's like um hiv awareness month and things of that nature those i'm like okay no i need to get a video out because those seriously like those conversations still need to be had so i want to still do my part in that so Mm -hmm. i try my best in that regard but it's just like me just planning out as far in advance as possible shooting as far in advance as possible and being like on it do you have something on your mind right now Oh God, um, <laughs> I like so much, especially after like my first week in a class. Um, and right now I think that I'm gonna do one that's on the difference of gender and sex, because I think that right now a lot of people aren't understanding or truly know the difference. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, I wanna have a conversation around that because there's a difference and we need to talk about it because yes. a lot of assumptions that people are making Or because you don't know and when you assume you make an ass out of you, not me, because I'm going to give you the information. So I want to give the information.
0: That's such an important topic. And it's such a hard one to talk about for a lot of people because of the lack of information. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is a very good topic for you to tackle next. And hopefully by the time that this comes out next week, we'll have a link to put it in the description. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a deadline for you. Some motivation. (laughs) There's motivation. Thank you. I shall use it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I think it's so tough because there's literally no, no shortage of things that you could talk about. And, yeah and things that people need to know about. And I think especially coming from not another white dude in his fifties.
1: Right. You know? Like I think, think we I think we've maxed out on old white dudes. Yeah, Give sit your up. ass is right. down,
0: Pete. like, we're done. <laughs> we've had you for a long time. We're good. Take a breather.
1: Have a have a little bench moment. We're good. <laughs> we're done now. Like, have some tea. Just like enjoy, but don't speak.
0: <laughs> have some tea, and perhaps if you feel so inclined, listen. Who knows? <laughs> might might help you a little bit. Who
1: knows?
0: Just a little. Who am I to say
1: anything?
0: <laughs> um Are you speaking of you know being in school and being in a room with like everyone who has sort of a similar interest and in not being that weirdo anymore? I'm only speaking from personal experience. Um, I don't know if you felt like that weirdo, but I definitely did. Um, do you do you feel like it's going to push you? Like, do you feel rewarded? Do you feel like ah, oh, this is my people, or do you feel like shit? I need to stand out even more.
1: Um. No. So I feel that it's more like um, for me, it's like okay, I'm in the room with all these people that are on the same pages me but all come from different walks of life and have different understandings. so this is a learning experience um that I probably won't have anywhere else um I've try- I've been trying my best not to look at things from a comparison standpoint where like I have to make it a competitive situation so I'm now looking at it like oh my god all these other people are trying to get into this field as me oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm not going to be successful. I'm looking at it as like, oh my God, all these other people are trying to get into the same field in me. All these people, we can work together to make a difference. Yeah. And I can take this opportunity to learn from them is how I've been trying to enter into rooms instead of entering in like I used to And be like, okay, there's three other women in here. So I need to figure out how I'm going to be the one that stands out more than all of them. So I'm the one that gets what's to come at the end of this like i've been like no there's more than enough space in this world for all of us to do this work especially because we're not all doing the exact same stuff no and also what is the thing to remember at the end of the day
0: think of all the fucking 50 year old white dudes who wrote the exact same thing as the other dude next to them and we're like this is so legit i'm the one who found it's like what why are we like suddenly like Oh, if I don't have the one fucking Nobel Prize winning argument, I should shut up. It's like, no, no,
1: no, no. It's hard. That society telling us some bullshit. It's hard to unlearn. It's so hard. It really is. Hard. I like repeatedly have to tell myself like every day that I'm in class, like, okay, it's not a competition. Calm down. Like, calm down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not a freaking pie. You will not run out.
1: There's no, we won't. There's to go
0: around. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, like, really interesting, and that's why I really want to talk to sort of not white cis het men, um, everyone else, because those feelings, and I'm sure white cis men have, cis het men have tons of feelings as well, and they deserve to be heard, but but not prioritizing them. Um, but it's especially hard when you're your own, like, sort of worst sabotager sometimes. Yes. I think like, we don't talk about that. And it's actually super relevant in sex as well.
1: Yes, it is. Like, when you, would like, are about to have sex with a new partner and you're like, oh, my God, this ought to be the most terrible experience. because that look like a cow today? Oh, my God, why did I put on this lingerie? I look like a freaking Christmas ham. <laughs> yes, you were always, you were like, literally getting ready for a sexy night. Literally always. Uh,
0: I feel like a sausage in a weird wrapper. And you're like, what the fuck? No, and, and conversely, also, like, I talked about in my book, like, and I think is the reason why I keep trying to talk about sex in a way or another. Is, like, I was so mad at myself because I couldn't orgasm. Not with myself, not with anyone, until I was, like, 23. And I started having sex at 15. So I, like, had a chunk of sex between, you know. <laughs> and... And everyone was like, but just ask for what you want. Or, like, tell them. I'm like, I don't know. My brain doesn't let me. It just doesn't fucking want to just be like, peace out, y'all. It's, like, there. It's, like, wondering where the fucking spoon that you lost seven years ago ended up. Like, it's my own problem. So, at some point, i got to, like, face that shit. And that's, no one gives you the tools for that
1: no have you um so there's this book called come as you are mm-hmm. emily nagoski, right? talk about her in every single fucking episode <laughs> <laughs> literally that book i was just like oh my god this is like so eye-opening like yes
0: <laughs> it um you should listen to the two episodes i did with steph otiri um she has her book her foreword was written by emily nagoski oh wow and okay. i'm just like girl Can we just, like, can I come over to wherever you are and just just all hang out for a bit? No? (laughs) Please? Give me a call next time she's around. Um, But it is shocking that that one book gets us all fucking so riled up because
1: no one told us any of this shit. No, No one. Like, until I read the book, I was like, holy crap. There's so much that I did not know. Yeah. Like, it's insanity that, like, no, like, I was, like, just, like, the chapter alone on the anatomy portion of it, like, how, like, we literally all come from the same parts, but they just look different. Yeah, I was, like, why is this not the first thing we learn in fucking sex ed? Like, I'm sorry. Oh, what? Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. It's, like, oh, equivalence. Like, every other fucking body part. Seems pretty obvious, yes. (laughs) Did not ever what (laughs) you just feel so dumb in the moment like you're just like how are we so like oh fuck you patriarchy truly but no like i again like in every episode buy the book guys it's like a couple bucks on fucking digital do yourself a favor read it literally
1: do it you will thank us so much once you own that book yeah even (laughs) even if you're not a vulva owner just Honestly, if you're not a vulva owner, is more reason to get the book. Right? Because everything you've been taught is so, so, so ass-backwards. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I think that's another thing. Like, the fact that the next book she publishes is about stress and burnout, for me, is, like, so indicative of our stupid society and of, like, the state mm-hmm. of the world and the state of, like, women and men... And their relationship to each other, whether it is a sexual one or just a social one. It's just like, and the competition thing and like everything is just like tied together. How do we not see the common thing? And it has to come from Emily Nagoski, you know, like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's just, then you're like, how do we not do this work? (laughs) Seriously. So you'll figure out a way to get it. I'm not worried about you. You'll figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> it's true though like you, you at some point you've got to either be like delusional or like I don't know believe in something higher to be like it'll work out <laughs> like, really keep going because
1: because this is important yeah it just no it is. truly is and anyone says it isn't I'm like you're fucked up and you should stop talking
0: it's like oh your are fluffy pieces about butt plugs and it's like yeah, it seems like a fluffy piece about something that's like a product, part of capitalism. I get it. I get it. I have a degree. I did the whole thing. I have a degree in philosophy, so I really get it. But, but I'm like, um, at some point, that is going to be the entrance point to someone. That is gonna be the one thing that makes somebody go, huh, didn't let, you know, like they're, they're tiny little fragments in your life. They're tiny moments that you don't even notice that make those big changes.
1: Yes. <coughs> I didn't expect this to be so rage-filled. <laughs> Conversations around sex is they're not filled with rage. They're not real. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the title of the episode. <laughs>
0: No, but it's true. I mean, like, there's so much talk about, you know, anger and rage in my circle right now. Is it the same on yours?
1: Um, yes, just from, like, because so much of, like, being in the sex world is also being in the social justice world. Yeah. So all you can do is be mad because, like, the fuck is going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, I literally have, like, four friends that are at four different workshops this weekend about processing rage.
1: Oh wow, yes, So I'm just like, yes, I wish I had more
0: time because I need about four of those
1: (laughs) (laughs) on a daily basis.
0: The other day this like 20 year old cute little girl and I say cute because she is actually like adorable inside not cute physically. She's just like a cute little bubbly thing that hasn't yet been crushed by the weight of the world. And she was just like mad about someone who said something and I was like, you see that? Times that by 10. And you'll get to like a year from now, times it by a hundred and you'll get to 10 years from now, which I am to her. And I'm like, it's just not going to get better. (laughs) You just have to learn how to deal with that because unfortunately it's going to keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and it's hard because I don't know if you feel that way, but like with the, the climate stuff going on this week and all the conversations around Greta and like, the glorification of like a white Western liberal person being glorified for a message that's been coming from indigenous populations for fucking ever seems a little like, up. Um, Very much so.
1: Very much so. And I'm just like I'm. I'm happy though that so many of our posts have been just like okay, yes. But also let's talk about these four people as well that have been doing it too and are indigenous. And I'm just like okay, good. But it's like why? Like you're you're still like we still talk about the problem of how you're ignoring the voices of the people that have been telling you these things for so long that have been dealing with this stuff from day one because indigenous people have only ever taken care of this land. But it's. I'm just like. <laughs> at this point, I'm like, pick your battles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I want
1: some people to just fucking listen that this is a real fucking thing. So I guess I'm only gonna pick somewhat of a battle, and I'm gonna continue to amplify those names though, so that you know. But like, come the fuck on, people. Yeah, yeah. It it, and
0: it all like you said, it all comes down to the same social justice conversation of just at some point being like hey we're all in this together whether we like it or not we are and we're all in this fucking sinking ship together by the way so at some point you not know, just like fucking maybe like walk through a wall hit your head a couple times then come to your fucking senses truly like
1: it's all that we need like just come the fuck on
0: <laughs> yeah um, is there anything that This is like a question that every single guest (laughs) hates. Every single guest hates. Oh my God, I can't even conjugate. Um, Is there something that you, like parting words type thing, is there something that you want to say, but it's more guided than that. It's like, is there something you wish you heard more? Or like, is there one thing that you're like,
1: oh, this needs to be heard more? Um speak up and like a lot of people say it specifically to white people i'm gonna say to everybody because everybody carries some type of privilege with them in some way and a lot of people choose not to use it in times when they could so whether you are a man or masculine identifying human being that like could step up in a moment where a woman or a female identifying person or a non-binary person is being like put down like use that. Speak up. Use your voice. Don't sit there and let injustice continue. If you are a white person, speak up and don't like continuously let shitty shit happen to people of color and black people. And like, just like, it in those moments where you have privilege, fucking use it to make a difference. Because it's, it's 2019. We shouldn't still be going through the same fucking shit because people just like, stand by and watch. Interject. And I know the bystander effect is like real people struggle with it but like figure it the fuck out break out of it and like use your voice in some way to do something but don't just continuously stand by and let shit go because that it's not okay it's just not okay we're we're not we're not changing the world if we're going to continue to stay in our bad habits of letting shit happen Yeah. So if you're going to continue to talk a talk of how you want to change the world, then start to fucking walk the walk in the smallest way possible, which is by speaking up in moments when you need to speak up.
0: Yeah. And that, you know, ties back to Greta and ties back to everything we said. She's fucking using what she's got. And she's a little fucking girl who's learned to use her privilege as a little white girl. So just be like her. (laughs) Or be like fucking Lizzo. I'm sorry, I don't say this enough. Be like fucking
1: Lizzo. Yes. Like, just use whatever voice you have to make whatever impact, big or small, you can. Because, trust me, because I heard something once. I like went to church with my mom. I don't do it often. Um, yeah. But uh, the pastor was talking about like spreading the word of God. Um, but I like took it what I needed to from that. And he was like, sometimes people just need to hear it specifically from you for them to get it. So you might be that person that somebody needs to hear from, like, hey, don't say that slur because it's bad. And then they'll be like, oh shit, you're fucking right because they heard it from you. Like, you have to use your voice because your voice is sometimes the only voice that'll impact others.
0: Yes. That is. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I feel better already. Uh, uh, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for making time for me and your. Of busy, course, I'm busy so schedule. sorry. It took so long. Oh, girl. Don't worry. I'm. That's why, like, my partner was like, a lot of people cancel on you. I'm like, dude, life happens. <laughs> life happens. I can't. I, I don't even get mad. Sometimes I'm like, thank God I'm so hungover. Please don't. So it's like, work's <laughs> <Bart's> great. <laughs> I
1: feel that. I whatever. Feel
0: that hardcore. Whatever needs to work out eventually works out. Um, it, yeah, it was really great. I'm so glad we had this conversation. By all means, come back whenever you want. If you have a topic you want to talk about, this is the floor. Okay. (laughs) And I will post your YouTube channel, your Venmo, and whatever else the fuck you want in the description. So you guys, please click, 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 donate, all that shit. Um, Yeah. Thanks. Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to another episode. I will talk to you all next week. In the meantime, get yourself some pleasure. I think we all deserve it. So, yeah. Okay, bye. i you, you know, man.